Hey awesome nerds and welcome to D&D and TV, a weekly podcast where we re-watch shows that we really enjoy and talk about how the themes, concept and characters can be used in different role-playing games, most notably Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host Jeremy and I am joined by someone being interviewed by Rolling Stone because of their connection with 90s punk bands. It's Meek. <laughs> I'm in an awkward angle taking photos of people that I kind of like but don't like, but kind of life like. That's what everyone did in the 90s, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why and cell then phones songs were written about me. <laughs> what was the song? The Sandalwood Rose or something that, that Rufus wrote for Lily? Uh, oh, was it about a horse? No, no, a... no, there was the name of her horse and he named it after oh, the horse. Because of course, this it. was going back as we reached the, the penultimate episode of Gossip Girl 2007, episode 17. I know it's been a what been a, a ride, right? What right. a ride! Um, speaking of horses, what a and ride! The best is yet to come. It is. It really is. We're not to the, the finale yet, uh, but this is episode seventeen of season one, "Woman on the Verge," which was written by Joshua Safran, a longtime writer on the show, and directed by Tony Wambi. And this is the episode where Georgina reveals the true reason that Serena fled Manhattan for boarding school, and Serena quickly falls back into her old habits. <gasps> Which, um... Does she, though? No, she I mean, doesn't habits really. Habits is probably a... Habits is, like... I think the definition of habit means to have something happen repeatedly, and this is just a one-off. Yeah. So, I don't even think it's a, I a one-off. I, I had doubts about this whole whole first half of the episode where it seems like Serena's had um, an, a relapse into her drug and alcohol fuel days, but I thought it was, like, some sort of weird thing that she and Blair had set up to like catch Georgina out. And then I was just pretty Oh fun. yeah, no, she just she's just having a bad time. Yeah. Serena yeah. is having a very no good unfortunate day or whatever that movie's called. Book. The very good hap- no bad I can't remember either. Alexander and the something. Yeah, you know day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. It's Serena yeah. and the very good no bad when your best friend comes back with a video sex tape of you and you decide to get real drunk day. Yeah. Yeah, we've all been mm. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, even though we've already started discussing where the episode goes, we are a spoiler-free podcast, um, mm. save for one very important spoiler, which doesn't really come up in this episode. Well, it does it kind of at the end. We'll talk about it then. Uh, yeah. So the one important spoiler is at the end of the series, listen, t- now that you're 17 episodes in and you've heard this every episode, uh, maybe yeah. you should like skip forward a little bit uh, if you don't want to be spoiled for the very end of Gossip Girl. It turns out the Gossip Girl, the blogger that creates all the, or shares all this gossip about the Upper East Side, it's is actually mm-hmm. Dan Humphrey, uh, the Dan <gasps> Humphrey that what lonely boy what he was writing about what, himself what the a whole stroke time of genius no 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 what no no a maybe not creative genius I you know what I'm not sure whether it's a stroke of creative genius it is certainly very in character for Dan Humphrey to have been this sociopath who writes about a gossip column, a sociopath who writes about all the people he knows. And this episode, yeah. maybe not so much, but certainly I think for the rest of the show, it's going to be, it's going to be spot on. Um, My take on it, this episode is that this is, this is like Dan writing the blog. Like it's happening maybe a little bit after the events and it's, it's more therapeutic for him. I think it's him processing this episode. Oh, I'd say it's not even therapeutic. I feel that this is him, like, spewing out the bile that he feels as soon as it happens. 
Like this is him putting people on blast as soon as like he's getting all the emotions out. So it's not even after. Mm. It's like this is his form of therapy and it's so messed up. Well, self-care can take many, you know, looks. This is true. This is true. Self-care shouldn't hurt other people. Um, which okay. I feel that Dan hasn't really noticed. Now, I do like one of the first scenes in this is um, kind of it's setting up the entire episode, but it's Dan talking mm. with Rufus and like explaining Rufus has got a gig and it's all about the 90s mm-hmm. and the Rolling Stone article mm-hmm. that appeared in the first episode has now kicked off this wave mm-hmm. of nostalgia. What's that like, people? Uh, has nostalgia not been a thing for the th- last 30 years? Uh, so this is pretty much spot on. The fact that Gossip Girl has been remade in the first place is a key, yeah. key example of that. Which, speaking of, uh, oh. Oh. freaking latent, yeah. Like, let's put some, let's put some like Gossip Girl like data into this podcast. Oh, okay. uh, Leighton Meester has said, "quote unquote," she will never say never to possibly appearing on the Gossip Girl reboot. Well, why would she? It's a paycheck. No, it's because I'm sure it's because she likes her character, and that it's just because of money, Jeremy. She's also in a really in a really interesting thriller right now. Interestingly in enough, uh, the, the, the character or the actor who played Nelly Yuki uh, in the last couple of episodes has already appeared on the new Gossip Girl show uh, as Nelly. As Nelly Yuki, yeah. No way. So is is this like a continuation? Is it like the next generation or something? Yeah. Oh, oh that's what, okay. Yeah, that's my understanding. It's not like it's like it's like how they did. Didn't they do that to nine hundred two one zero? You know, they sure. did like nine hundred two one zero, but like it was like the nine hundred two one zero's kids kind of thing. But I don't think this is their kids. It's not like a Harry Potter. Is nine hundred two one zero the one with Mario Lopez and like they've in Bayside High and it had um, Mark Paul Gosselaar? Sure. <laughs> I only know it had Matthew Perry in it. Okay, I was trying to do the thing that you normally do and talk about Saved by oh, the Bell. Oh, but I actually, but I actually don't. Oh, great, amazing! <laughs> you don't, you don't know Saved by the Bell. I actually don't know nine hundred and twenty-one either. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, sadly, I know both. Uh, I was I was down with nine hundred and two on back when Emma Caulfield was on it, which is saying something. It's like all right. Anyway, we're talking about Gossip Girl yeah. rather than other yes. teen shows that paved the way for Gossip Girl. Uh, let's start the recap now. So. Last yeah. episode, we found out that mm. um, apparently Serena killed a guy. What? Yeah, and that then it just ended. Well, dramatic tone shift. Yeah. Well, because uh, we had we weren't sure whether it was metaphorical or literal. Like she like killed a guy. Yeah, she just popped a cap like in his ass. As as we know, Serena is so straight. She just had to had to kill him. We don't know yet because it starts with Georgina trying to call Serena over and over and over and over and over. It's mm. starting to get a little needy, Georgina. You just maybe yeah. Maybe um, lay off it a bit. Uh, and then we get this this scene that I mentioned before, that Rufus is suddenly popular again. There's going to be a show for Lincoln Hawk. They're, I guess they're still in touch. Oh, I'm sorry. Like can this... you, sorry, can we just go back? Sorry. We, we need to pronounce that correctly. We do. Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln Hawk will be performing with Lisa Loeb uh, as a tribute to the 90s, which, yeah. yeah, you know what? It's been seven years since the 90s ended. That's probably a time for nostalgia. Well, it's 10 since the article, right? That's why it's a whole 10-year reunion. Oh, yeah. That's a good so, point. Yeah, it's at least 20 so years you know. since, um, well, nearly 20 years since Dan was born. So obviously that's hmm. a while. It's a cute moment between father and son and they're just having the, the classic Dan and Rufus bants. Yeah, the classic Dan and Rufus bants. But there's not as much bants as usual. And Rufus picks up on no, this. because Dan's like, a bit sad. Yeah, he's like, you got some girl problems. Don't want to make fun of your old man. You got some girl problems, and um, Dan fills him in on the whole shenan- shenanigans, whole problem again. Which, yeah, mm. great, 
good way to set it up. Well done. Uh, I want to talk about the foreshadowing in this in oh. this scene. Just the idea that the the concert is on. The concert is important, mm. and that Dan must mm. be at the concert. And he's like, "Yes," and I'll bring mm. Serena. And it's very much laying out all the little little lines leading to the the boss fight, as it mm. were. Mm. It's like here, mm. here are the tracks you can go on. But you're going to the concert. Yeah. The concert is the important thing, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Do what you want during the day. Go shopping if you want. But tonight, there's the concert or the ball or the like. I don't know, pit, fighting pit. Yeah. Yeah, this is the place you must get to. What else this are you, you lord players with? Um, it's usually balls, Ritual? honestly. Yeah, there's rituals. Yeah, balls are a good one. Yeah, balls, balls are, are fun. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Balls are great. Is here? Here is my reasoning that I feel is proof that Dan is Gossip Girl from way back in season Oh, nine. oh, oh, okay. So Rufus says to Dan, gives him some advice on maybe contact Serena again and actually listen to her and offer a sensitive ear rather than be Dan and just say, oh yeah, I'm here to talk and just not actually listen. Because mm. according to Rufus, Dan can be a little judgmental. Most times when people don't offer the truth is because they're afraid of what someone might think. And I don't know if you know this, but you can be a pretty judgmental guy. And that's what gives you the, the illusion that that's gossip. Because no one else in this show is judgmental. No, but I feel Including the- Rufus. Roof is super judgmental, but now knowing that Dan is Gossip Girl and knowing Dan so far, it's like, yes, even his father is of the belief, yeah, you can be a little judgmental. It's like, maybe you could just be less judgmental. It's like, of course, Dan's the, f- the f- he's a teenager. Of course, he's going to be judgmental. Teenagers are just judgmental. Right. Yeah. The yeah. eye rolls that we get from teenagers on a regular basis is... It hurts on the inside. It does a little bit. It does hurt your soul. Yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of things that hurt my soul, this is doesn't hurt my soul uh, because Vanessa and Nate are cute and they have a nice it little cute. cute moment. Uh, I'm on board yeah. with the ship. I like it. Yes. Yes. I'm very on board with the ship as well. I believe this ship came about because, for for those who don't understand fandom terms ship means relationship and and we are for it and i believe this came about because chase crawford uh in the original books this was a jenny nate relationship and chase crawford felt incredibly uncomfortable kissing taylor momsen who was only 15 when he was in his 20s Mm. and he asked hey Mm. can we rewrite this to be something else and then enter vanessa well vanessa was already there but it's a good, I like, I think, you know what, Nate, someone who's coming from old money, I think he would be the type of person to end up with new money, if that's makes sense. Oh gosh, I so desperately want to Vanessa tell you. Vanessa isn't new money, Vanessa's real- poor. Well, no, sorry, but like, is it, that's what I mean, but like as in his old money goes to someone who then gets bought into wealth. Do you know what I mean? Like, gets oh, I see. bought into money. So she will yes. become new money because she'll marry into money, hypothetically, mm. if they choose to get married. Yes. Which seems like something Vanessa wouldn't do. I feels like they'd maybe elope, but they'd never actually accept any money from his family. He yeah. just have money. But then I also, I also know who Dan, uh, who sorry Nate ends up with in later seasons, and I'm hoping it's a duchess. Kind of. Cool. On board with but it. But like metaphorically. I'm, I'm just more that Dan is, uh, Nate is a prince charming figure, and that's kind of who he should uh. end up. He should end up with the princess. Anyway, 
Vanessa is wanting him to ask her on a real date. Because mm. so far they apparently have just been hooking up or hanging out at coffee shops. Yeah. While she works, ne- while he just he doesn't have Netflix to. Netflix and chill before Netflix was a thing. Which was cafe and coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he gets a call, a very serious call, and says, cool, I have to go, but I will go on a date with you. I will meet you at the concert. Because she's roadie for the concert. And there yes. you go. Everyone's going to the concert so far. That's a that's a good start. Yeah. You can see and how you know the, it's the... a date because what? he says... It's a date. Well, yeah, that's how you know it's a date. How else would it, she know? Well, you know, sometimes people are very ambiguous with it and it's like, oh, is it a date or is it just a date? He does the whole, like, it's a date. No, it's definitely a date. Finger he guns. does the finger guns, yeah. 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 I don't think Nate has an idea of how, like, dissembling in that form actually works. Nate doesn't play games. Nate is incredibly straightforward and really bad at anything to do with deception. <laughs> So, yeah i love him but um he, he's That's not he's great yeah. nate is great nate the We've great through this yeah yeah uh and the vanderwoodsons uh well that's not accurate lily and uh bart soon to be the vanderwoodsons mm-hmm. i know it's bart bass but i feel that like they the really Basses. should take soon to be the bass i feel they really should take her name her name is a better name it is a great name like chuck can but keep i even like name. the little thing i like how oh, she, yeah there's one of my favorite lines. I think I think in this episode might be the first time an iconic Chuck line comes out. It's not uh, actually. It's so I, I have it on record. Isn't it? But I know the one you're talking about, and we'll get to it oh, soon. God damn, really? There you yeah. go. Yeah. I love this because this means just means that you're becoming more of a fan than I am, Jeremy. After these 17 episodes, you've become so invested in this masterpiece of a teen drama. I have to edit. And I just love that I've given week. you. I love that I've given you this gift. I just sure. love it so sure. much. Gift. And I'm so grateful that you gave me this gift, that I could give you this gift. You know how a cat, when it's trying, like, it will leave you dead mice and birds and things on, on your mm. front lawn as a gift. This feels mm. like the gift you have given me. I have left you the dead bird of TV shows. <laughs> yeah. For 17 episodes. <laughs> So at the wedding rehearsal, or is it a wedding yes. rehearsal? Okay. No, is this wedding. is at the first. It's just them. It's the first one is just before. This is just them setting up, getting the final itinerary for the wedding oh, weekend. Oh, I see. I see. This so is like kind of. I'm assuming this is like either Thursday afternoon or Friday day. Uh, timing's a bit timing wimey a little bit with yeah with stuff. With, sure, but it's all a bit of a blur. It's a weird soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a weird soup. Yeah. Either way. Um, this is also revealed that Lily has an interview with Rolling Stone as well, which didn't seem to say uh-huh. why at this point. It's just like, oh, you've got an interview with Rolling Stone. And Bart's like, yes, I can't forget that. Mm. <laughs> I have thoughts on Bart in this episode, but we'll get to them later. Okay. Yep. I always say that. This uh-huh. time we anyway, Dan shows up looking for Serena and um, yep. Lily's like, I'm a Vanderwoodson. I, I'm a parent in New York. I don't know where my children are. And yeah, pretty much. Chuck kind of wanders in and flirts with Dan a little bit because mm-hmm. apparently this is the ship I believe in now. That um, Dan- <laughs> Chuck will flirt with anyone, but there seems to be some sort of weird yeah. connection with Dan. I think uh, there's a little bit of, there is an unfortunate mutual respect between the two of them that neither of them really want to have, but they both have it for each other and they hate that they have it. They do seem to Frenemies. get physical very quickly. Mm. 
like not in a, a fun times way, more in hands-on trying to push each other around and punch way. Mm. But it becomes like a little bit of a foyer situation where that tension oh, is what? a little like, a, okay, we'll get into the, the, the TV tropes of it later. So there was hoye, which was homosexualness, yay. Taken down to, ah. to Hoye. And then there's Foye, where it's the tension between two people who are antagonizing each other or are enemies, uh, is the same sort of thing. That sexual friction ah. between the two of them. And that's kind of how this feels a little bit. Like they're all up in each other's faces and like yelling at each other. And it's like, so just make out already. Mm, 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 mm. Not not so much this episode, but it feels like cats kind of where they slide into lean. They do like to touch each other a little bit too much. When they're yeah. um, when they're meant to be mean, but anyway, yeah. that was just my thought when uh, when Chuck shows enough. up, and he gets a call from Blair, and mm. it is actually saying that he also says Serena didn't come home last night, and Dan mm. overhears before Chuck realizes and just shuts the door in his face. Yeah, yeah, good on you, Chuck. No, Dan doesn't serve any hear anyone, uh, and you know what we get in the next scene? Mm-hmm. We get my favorite this- favorite character. Favorite character? Yeah, the exposition elevator. Oh my gosh, why didn't we write a jingle for the exposition elevator? Uh, we did, and we're going to hear it right oh, now. Did we? <gasps> did we? Exposition elevator. What you learn, you'll use later. Well, if you want to explain how you hooked up with a waiter, or go over again why your best friend is a traitor, what you're gonna need? Exposition elevator. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. All right. Cut. You can cut to it now. I already did. In in the exposition elevator, Nate and Chuck run into each other. There's not a huge amount of exposition. There's just a lot of awkwardness. Mm. And, and like, like, mo- like moody stares. Yeah. Or like sullen stares. Like, well, if Dan and Chuck have a an ongoing flirtation now, uh, Nate and Chuck are exes right now. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, well, that kind of is what is happening. Actually, they betrayed each other. Or Chuck betrayed. Yeah. Him. Yeah. They'll 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 work it out. Don't worry. I'm sure they'll work it out. Then they are greeted by Dorota, who's like, Miss Blair will will meet you shortly. She's out. Actually, have we spoken about Dorota being the goat of this series? Have we the had this conversation? This ser- oh wait, the goat, as in God of all time. Greatest, but yeah. Greatest. Is it- okay. No, we haven't. We haven't. Because like, Dorota's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. how many times have we seen um, Eleanor? Uh, four episodes, I believe. Like, Maybe nothing. Dorota is, like, Blair's go-to. Um, and she gets more yep. airtime as the series goes on. Spoilers. But, like, just like this, she just keeps everything together. She, like, she knows, like, she's, like, Blair's amazing PA. She knows when stuff's coming in. She knows these two boys are coming in. She knows she's just got to get them to sit down. She knows they're not getting along. So she's like, don't you pull this shit. Just sit down. And they question. respect her. Yes. Yeah, of course you have to. Um, does Dorota work for Eleanor? Or does she work for Blair? I think like, she works exactly technically for... 
Oh, technically Eleanor, but like she works for Blair. All right. Now here's the bringing it back to D and D. Is Dorota a sidekick like NPC type character, or is she more like a hireling? Like, does she go on the adventures? Is she part of the planning, or nah. is she more like an assistant that is just there occasionally? No, nah, she reminds me of you know Lost Minds, right? You remember Lost, Lost Minds, Minds Pendelver? Mm. You know how there's the uh, there's the oh, I don't know if this is spoilers because I guess it depends nah, what happens in things. No one if you if you if you if you want a surprise for Lost Minds, don't listen. But if you if you don't care, stay with us. But you know how there's the guy, the dwarf, and there's this is it Scylla? Sidas? Gundren Rockseeker is the Gundren Rockseeker is the dwarf. And the Everyone other remember is Gundren. And well, I like how you say that because I totes didn't. Oh, it Scylla. 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 Yes. Anyway, I think she's a bit Silda like that. Scylla Hall Winter. That's it. Anyway, so this was totally worth the live Google. I, I agree, actually. I think that it, she is very much like those NPCs that kind of move the plot along mm, that mm, you mm, need. In, I mean, if I thought ahead, I might have actually made her the NPC for the episode, but I didn't. There's a couple of scenes in this episode where she is key, that she's just kind of there. And it is useful to have her there to say, hey, Nate and Chuck, you need to stay here. Mm. Keep them in place. But give them information. Yeah. The dungeon master in this case. What would the dun- well, we'll get into that in another episode. What would the dungeon master for a Gossip Girl theme campaign be called? It'd be definitely called the Gossip Girl. Uh, or the Blogmaster. Yeah. Anyway. Just GG. I, I say we'll, just GG. I say we'll do it in another episode and then just go straight into it. Uh, that the GG is is getting them, giving them information. And then a little mm. bit later, when Lily needs some information, Dorota's the one that passes it along. It's like, keeps moving the plot forward. It's a great car- narrative device yeah. for um, for that. But also a great support person for Blair's character, mm. who in a lot of situations doesn't have that support. It has a number of flaws, I think mm. we'll call them. Yeah. Um, I would never say that Blair has flaws. Blair is amazing in a cinnamon roll. Mm. But isn't great at everything yeah and kind of has that that complimentary character in Dorota mm. yeah for sure and I like that Dorota is like a reoccurring NPC as well like she's not just yeah. there for one so she grows with the party and she'd be the type of NPC that like you know say by like season six if something happened to Dorota like the party would oh, yeah. be like not on our watch I had a, a character like this in one of my campaigns where the party always wanted to know like the weaknesses of creatures and what they might like histories about them. And they mm-hmm. were not, they didn't want to do the research mm. because that means going to libraries and sitting down and making Lame. investigation roles. And it's kind boring. of boring um, unless you make an adventure out of it. And it's like, that's, that's a lot of work for me. And I didn't want to do that. So at a certain point I had them save a nation that valued knowledge greatly and mm-hmm. as part of that, they said, we respect you so much that we're going to send an ambassador to your keep who will live there with you. Ah. And we'll just kind of, this will be our liaison between you as an adventuring party and us as a nation. And that person will be a librarian, essentially, okay. a law master. And whenever you need information, set your law master to do it. And they'll yeah. do a little bit of investigation role. They'll know all this stuff and they'll be able to tell you things at the end of it. Uh, and Andy. I did have a, a little bit of a, a plot planned out that eventually the the law master was going to get infected by a brain slug kind of thing and start giving them wrong information. Ah. Uh, 
And sadly, that didn't come to pass. They were able to kind of nip that in the bud and save him before it really took hold. But yeah, it was a nice little thing. They're like, oh no, this is serious. If he's telling, if he's starting to go crazy. And they're very cautious about what information they have him research in case that kind of brain slug gets in him again. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and really infects him and becomes a problem. It's like they, yeah. they care for him, I hope. I'm sure they do. Like, I'm yeah. sure they do too. Uh, so Georgina is still calling Serena and mm-hmm. is mad that she isn't calling her back and wanders into the palace because she's got coffee for Serena and yeah. spots Dan just doing his little standing outside, mm-hmm. his little sad sack, lonely boy impression that he's been doing since the very beginning. Uh, yeah. And she just turns around like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I'm not meant to be here. I'm meant to be in Brooklyn. Yeah. And Dan spots her. Good perception mm-hmm. role for Dan. Yeah. And then we have a, a just an amazing disguised self from Georgina. Just, whoa. How she just takes off those sunglasses and becomes a different person is just, I mean, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Great performance check. Great performance check from her. I mean, for someone who seems to lie a lot, you'd think she'd be better at thinking on her feet. Yeah, I agree. But I think this is this is kind of showing the cracks, though, right? This is starting to show the cracks in her. Yeah, I feel her, her, a lot of her stories do have cracks, and it feels like if she's got enough time to think about it, she's mm. got she can usually swing things to her advantage. But for those first few seconds, she panics. Yeah, like her first instinct is to panic and lash out or flee. And mm-hmm. then once she's got a, a handle on it, that's when she'll come up with a lie to make herself look better. Yeah. And we see that through this episode. Like there's a number of times um, that we see that's exactly how she, she does it. Yeah. And when, so she's like, hey, Dan, you should call Serena. That's a good way. Because obviously she's trying to get through to Serena mm-hmm. as well and wants to find out where she is. And then Dan's phone's ringing and it says Serena, but <gasps> it's not actually Serena. No, it's a man's no, it's some voice. Oh, <gasps> Yeah. A oh no! Anyway, this guy bartender has called because with Georgina calling Serena's phone all morning, uh, the phone got left behind at the bar, and he's like, "Someone keeps calling. It's really annoying." I like that he didn't throw the phone out. He just decided, mm. finally decided to call like the first number on speed dial, which is Dan apparently. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, Serena left it at the bar and nicked off with like three guys and jumped out on her tab the night before. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not sure what's up with Serena because last time we saw her, she was with Blair. Mm. Interesting. And that makes that makes Dan upset. Poor sad Dan. Yeah. Uh, so when Blair gets home, she is immediately just like, "I we we need your help, boys. We need your help." Uh-huh. Uh, and Serena's in the elevator, looking pretty messy. Yeah. So. Chuck and Nate help her upstairs. Um, Nate and Blair go to put her in the shower while Chuck's getting the hangover and OD supplies that he needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of flush her system out. Yeah. There's this, there's this moment. I'm not sure about this moment. There's a shot where Blair's like moved Serena into the bathroom mm-hmm. and has started to undress her to put her in the shower. Yep. And Nate's standing in the doorway. Yeah. Like just glaring daggers at Chuck. Yeah. And Chuck is very clearly just kind of watching Serena get undressed. Yeah. Like, not the time, dude. 
No. And look, I I look, I clocked that as well and was like, ah, that's disappointing. Um but I I can't defend it. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. Like it would make more sense like you know what, the only way you can defend it is that he's so hurt by what he did to Nate that he can't even look Nate in the eye. And he's just looking anywhere else. And he in the has room. and the only other place he could look as that only is other in place. a Serena in a bra. Yeah. Which oh, you know what, they didn't need to have Serena in a bra. That felt it felt gratuitous. There's a lot in this episode that feels gratuitous, honestly. Uh, anyway, Nate leaves the bathroom and closes the door and we hear... It makes it edgy. Yeah, edgy. And Serena's throwing up, uh, but Nate's so mad. He's so mad at Chuck. It's great. I love it. Mm. He's nice mad, though. He's a good mad. He's a, he's a very gentle mad. It's like, where where is where is the Nate that punched out Carter Basin back at the Cotillion? Oh... Weren't they the, the days that, like threw Chuck down on the on the bonnet of the town car and tried to smash his face in? Where's yeah. that Nate? I miss that guy. Yeah, he was fun. He was hot. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so S- Blair comes out and kind of explains what happened previously. That Serena came and revealed something to her, but can't something say crazy to them either. Because it was crazy. so crazy. Not true. And then. Blair went up to get some Valium for Serena because as you do and by the time she got back Serena was gone mm. and she's been looking for her all night in that is it a wonderful dress it looks like a very nice dress that she's yeah. been walking around all night in yeah it's fine yeah either way um so we go over to the other plot line of this episode with Rufus at the show and Rufus is talking to to Vanessa basically about how Dan is sad because mm. everything's about Dan in this show and Serena oh, Serena Vanessa kind of fills him in on the whole Serena Sarah in inverted yeah. commas situation that no Serena's just jealous uh, that he's got a new friend and it's a girl yeah um, yeah sure okay uh, and then we see the poster the poster mm. of Lincoln Hawk mm. uh, the uh. most iconic image of Rufus Humphrey. Yeah. That uh that shot Lincoln Hawk to international fame, apparently. Yeah. I mean it's a pretty good photo. He looks pretty hot. It's pretty well done given that Matthew Settle probably took it like six months before this episode was filmed. <laughs> and it looks like he's in his early twenties. Yeah. Well, there's a lot but, of hair well, over well face. Done. There's a lot of hair over face. Yeah. I mean that's what the nineties were like, wasn't it? True. True. Yeah. So you didn't. There was no such thing as scrunchies or hair ties back then. So all the hair had to go over the face, yeah. preferably wearing plaid, and it had to. The sleeves of the plaid had to be longer than your hands. Yeah. Yeah. So then you could roll up the sleeves, and then you could play your guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that Lily took that photo. The because uh, we see in the the Rolling Stone interview that she's had, mm. they're talking about that photo in particular. <gasps> what a beautiful segue that was. Can we just take a moment to appreciate what a beautiful segue in the show that was? Chef's oh, there's some great editing. There's yeah. amazing editing in this episode. I'm very impressed with it. Uh, the fact that there's a Rolling Stone interview that's just like, hey, you're in love with Ruth Humphrey. You're all like in love with him. Is that why you took the photos? Is that why it was such a good photo? I was like, what type of interview is this? Like, is this just an interview about Lincoln Hawk? And they decided to ask the photographer. 
Yeah, because they're trying to get all the, like, they know that, like, sex cells or love cells or, like, relationship cells. If they can get, like, Lily Vanderwoodson to say, yeah, they could have, like, a title of, like, oh, soon-to-be Mrs. Bass confesses love for 90s rock band headliner lead singer Rufus Humphrey. That doesn't sound like Rolling Stone type of article, does it? I've never read Rolling Stone before in my life. Okay. I My problem with it, is that is this meant to be like a common knowledge thing is this like fleetwood mac and abba and like that whole scandal level of knowledge about lincoln hawk well bart obviously knows well yeah but that's the thing if this is like the story of lincoln hawk that he was dating this photographer that made them big and then they left her for allison what's her face and Mm. got her knocked up it's like how do the kids not know this like this is pop history this is like this would have been on VH1 well, every week. I don't feel like Dan bothers himself with pop culture because he's above it. I agree. Yeah, but Jenny, Jenny does. yeah, Jenny probably should have known. And certainly Serena should know. Mm, nah, no, I was going to say maybe it's like only a Brooklyn thing, but it still would have come across the river. Yeah, like Lincoln Hawks a big band apparently. Mm. Anyway, this is just my problem. It's like, okay, so as we were saying before, that DeRoad is a great way of pushing the plot forward. Mm. Um, this interviewer is basically exposition man and serves no yeah. purpose than to go, Lily loves Rufus. And Which we just, already knew. So ha- yeah, it's so ham-handed that we don't need this at all. Uh, but thankfully, Dan interrupts. Yes. Um, to again try and find Serena, uh, which Lily is like, oh, Charles went to get pick her up from Blair's, and my first thought was, who the fuck is Charles? <laughs> I forgot that uh, Chuck has a real name, like a human boy. Uh huh. But um, yeah, I, I prefer him being called Charles. Charles Bass. Charles. I imagine his name is Charles Bartholomew Bass, as in after his dad for some reason. Yeah, I believe that. So he'd be CBB. Yeah. Do you think his grandfather had a name that started with A? <laughs> I mean, because then it'd be that'd be kind of great. What, as it goes Antonio, through the generations, it goes yeah, A B C D. Antonio Bass, Bartholomew Bass, Chuck ba- Ch- Charles Bass. His his child can be Desmond Bass. Desmond. Interesting. Desmond. No, look, I yeah. do like that as like a name picking thing, but who knows? Pardon me, sorry. Who knows? I I think it's a good way to name NPCs, honestly. You just have a list of like alphabetical order and you go you just... through them one by one. It's like, cool, tick off the A, tick off the B, tick off the C. When you get to Z, you go back to A. How long would it take a party to notice that? Or I think would a, while, a party notice honestly. it? Honestly. I don't think they would. I've been doing it for a little while now and no one's picked up on it. No one's picked up on it? Okay, great. Yeah. But I I have a few that I kind of jump between. I just tend to make stuff up on the spot. It's not great. It's not best practice. No, that's not what we tell them. That's not how that... We have to maintain the illusion that it's all planned, mate. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, ignore that. Actually, that that was a this that was a lie. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha! Just a fun little game that we play. Yes. 
Uh, Lily uses this as an excuse to get rid of the photographer, mm-hmm. who then says the most inappropriate question ever. Is this when he's like, just ask me, answer me this one question. How much were you in love with Rufus Humphrey? Yeah. It's like, what, like a number? There's a number? <laughs> you could say I was 10 in love with him. On a scale of zero to 10. Yeah, on a scale of selling him or throwing your underwear at him on stage to having his child, Lily what level of where you're at? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Foreshadowing. Who knows? Uh, so Dan uses information to head to the penthouse where he comes across three people who are supposedly supposedly hate each other, mm. uh, all protecting Serena, who he's certain is there. Yeah. I love I love Blair in this scene. Blair is the best in this scene. Yeah. Where she's just like, no, Serena just left. Like, covering for her, like, anything. Like, yeah. Serena just left. Dan's like, no, she didn't. It's like, cool. Really? She just doesn't want to see you. Yeah. She does the whole Harry like, and the Hendersons thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go, run, be free. We don't want you anywhere. We don't I'm going to smack you, you around here. a bit. I mean, what? <laughs> and when Dan tries to push past, Chuck and Nate just side by side blocking his way Mm -hmm. this is where i noticed that he really gets into chuck's face Mm. like i thought is he gonna is chuck gonna actually get to punch him back for once is that what's gonna happen chuck was he gonna mess up the the finely manicured nails no never serena interrupts serena comes downstairs looking i don't know i don't know how to describe it. she's like in a a robe that just like clings to her yeah I don't want to say she looks like a wet rat, but she looks like a wet rat. No, yeah. She looks like someone who's, like, not emancipated per se, but, like, even just her, like, she's a bit hunched in her posture. She looks like someone Up who's, like... Emaciated, not emancipated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> emancipated means that she's been freed. Uh, emaciated means that she's looking underfed and malnourished. Yeah, that one. She, You know what she looks like? She looks like she's had a, a bender and she's just trying yeah. to recover from almost ODing. Yeah, that's when... what she looks like. So, well done to the crew on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she takes the opportunity. She takes Dan aside, and Dan is not pleased. He's like, just, um, just tell, just tell me what's going on. Just tell me what's going on. I'm from Brooklyn. I can understand these things. I just, I just want answers. to be let in. Let me that's in. Right. That's right. How come they know about it and I don't? I'm supposed to be your boyfriend. Because you're an outsider, Dan. Uh, you always will be. That's right. They're from different worlds. They're from different worlds. And he says, I know about the guys you left the bar with last night. Is that why you can't tell me? Is that what you can't tell me? That you fucked three guys last night? Mm. He doesn't say that last part, obviously, but it's implied. It's like, did you like, cheat on me? And yeah, oh, she does the um, the satine from Moulin Rouge thing. It's like, yes, yes, that's what I did. I loved you uh, anyway. I, I had a foursome with four, three random guys. That's, <sighs> that's what happened. It's like, and Dan's just like, all right, cool, bye. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm surprised. Done. I'm always surprised with the Dan's reaction is just, I'm done. I know you're keeping something from me. And I'm sick of being the only one you don't talk to about it. I'm not talking to anyone. Then what are they doing here while I get a call from a bartender who says you left the bar at two in the morning with a bunch of guys? What guys? Serena? Who, who, who were they? I don't know. Did something happen last night? Please don't. Is that, is that what you're so afraid to tell me, that you cheated on me? Did you cheat on me last night? 
line here is a yes or a no. Did you sleep with someone else? Yes. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I wonder about this because the way that Serena said it, mm. like I knew she was lying. Yeah. Because, you know, I, we've seen the rest of the show and know stuff that Dan doesn't know. Yeah. But she does it so poorly anyway. Mm. And I'm wondering whether this is why Dan's like, I'm done. Like I asked you flat out yeah. and now you're lying to my face. Like I can tell you are lying oh, to my face okay. and I am done with it. Okay, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah, This is one that's just occurred to me now. Because at the time, I'm like, yeah, that tracks with Dad. He's like, oh, you had sex? Bye. Yeah. No, that's actually, I like that. That's actually, I think that's better. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Just because it was such an obvious lie. mm, It's almost like, Jeremy, that you, like, watch a lot of TV shows and then look into them deeply to then discuss them on, like you know types a podcast of articles yeah it's crazy right crazy oh i overthink these things i i it's more about the narrative anyway so uh sarah calls dan as he's leaving mm-hmm. he's like oh you must be so hurt do you want to come meet me in the park i'm just hanging out Mm-mm. which i'm a good listener so i I know it meant to hate georgina but i hate her so much sarah's the worst no sarah's the worst <laughs> you're right Sarah is the worst. Georgina, at least, is honest about being evil. But Sarah just, oh, my God. Yeah. Sarah is, is, yeah, the worst. Do you think Sarah is what Georgina thinks Serena is like? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that she is trying to, or trying to be what, what, like, she thinks Serena's acting. So she's like, well, I can act like a good girl, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Come talk to me, Jan. Yeah, come sit with me in the park. We'll so have So Lily is complaining about the wedding reception suddenly. And Bart mm-hmm. points out you're being weird. Everything was fine yesterday. And now you think there's a problem. Yeah. Um, and she says, I've had three perfect weddings. And this must be the most perfect of them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's interrupted by Dorota calling to advance the plot a little bit further. Yes, because Dorota, MVP. Yeah, MVP of the episode, honestly. Mm. And Dorota is saying that she, that Lily should be worried about Serena, that Serena is here and it's like the old days. Mm. Um, and dun, you know what? Dun, Good dun. on Dorota. I know, right? This is why I was talking about earlier. Dorota is the unsung goat. Yeah, like responsible adult for the win. Mm. Like she, she's not in a position that she can say anything to Serena or Blair because Blair is her employer and Serena is not, Dorota's in Dorota's care, but she yeah. can call Serena's parent. Yes. And give her a heads up. Yeah. And this so Lily is Lily looks like Lily's on the warpath. She's just like, yeah. I gotta have to deal with this. And Bart's like, yeah. Can I help? And she's like, No, no, I must deal with this. I will deal with them myself. Between me and my daughter. My daughter. Which means that she's gonna go and loot, ransack uh Serena's room. Mm. And last week we were talking about how Serena hid the flash yeah. drive so well in the pocket of the Jeep. Yeah. And Lily's like right on that. Yeah. Lily's a, Lily's a DM that's sick of someone's bullshit where they do the same dumb thing every time. They're like, oh, well, this person, they just, they rolled like a, a crit perception check. They know immediately. Yep. 
They know exactly where it is. Uh, which means that she's like, oh, a flash drive. I must watch it. Yeah. Which yeah, is this is a, such an awkward, yeah. like, scene for so many you reasons. You don't want your parent finding your sex tape. No. But also, I mean, I don't know if this is the time to bring it up because maybe I have to bring it up when when Lily has a conversation with Serena. So feel free to tell me to, to wait. But, like, Lily's reaction to this is so disappointing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we'll bring it up when uh, we'll bring it up when she actually okay. talks to Serena about it. Great, then. fabulous. Uh, yeah, uh, and speaking of Serena, she is upset that she lied to Dan, mm-hmm. uh, revealing to all of us that she does remember last night and she was sober the whole time. Doesn't explain the three guys whatsoever. Like, no, what? Who? Who were they? Why did you leave your phone behind? Was it just to get rid of Georgina? Because that makes sense, but never no. explained. Um. And no one, everyone else is like, why are you lying? Just fucking tell tell him already. It's like, you've already told Blair. Like, just tell us. And this is when I think they um, they pour, they have that best line that you were mentioning earlier. Chuck's great <sighs> line is they go, Serena, it doesn't matter what you've done. We've all done weird shit. We've yeah. done bad shit. Yeah. We'll be able to go through it. I'll put the clip in because it's just wonderful. Yes. And then it ends with, oh, my favorite line. We've seen you with vomit in your hair, making out with investment bankers in the men's room at PJ Clark's. You don't have to hide anything from us. She's right, Serena. I mean, none of us are saints. Yeah, I had sex with him in the back of a limo. Several times. I had sex with you at a wedding while I was her date. Once. I'm Chuck Bass. Mm-hmm. I'm Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. <laughs> Which he said in um the third episode where they were talking with the ivy ivy things it's like why should i be allowed to go to harvard That's i'm right. chuck bass i'm chuck bass Ugh. and if meek had listened to some of the episodes that are already on has occurred throughout some of this this podcast where um we've noticed chuck being a total perv and we've just said hey it's because he's chuck bass he is chuck bass he Again, no, it doesn't excuse everything. He's a fictional character and he does make terrible choices. So I'm not approving of anything. I'm okay with Chuck in this episode, to tell the truth. He's got a good good little um, outfit for most of it. Too. Yeah, he has a, a nice little party combo. Garden party, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Garden party look. And anyway, they convince, this, this revelation that he's Chuck Bass, uh, mm-hmm. and that means that he's on par with Serena killing a dude, it re- convinces her to tell them. And then we get an ad break. We get the reveal uh, that Georgina apparently is a bit older than them. Um, that she took Chuck's virginity in the sixth grade, which, firstly, ill. That's, yeah. That's really gross. Yeah. Like, d- dude, dude was 12. Yeah. Like, really gross, Chuck. Yeah. I'm so concerned for, you, for your therapist. Yeah. Uh, and Serena goes back into a flashback mode. Um, going back to the time when she and Nate hooked up at the shepherd wedding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where all that drama first uh, took off. Yep, from from the very beginning. Do you think this is just because they had the footage and they wanted to use it again? No, I think this has been the whole plot the whole time that this was always going to like full circle back. This is great narrative writing. This is like, you know, where that NPC farm that you saved turns out to be, you know, the something later on or like... This oh, yeah. Is, yeah, it's the it's the thing yeah. that happens in the first couple of sessions that no one really takes any notice of, so it pops up again like twelve sessions later, and you're like, oh, "It's the person from the we thing." We knew it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's that recognizability. It's like we know what happened then, but oh my yeah. gosh, there's more to the story that we yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. know. <gasps> what if we like shift the camera to the side, something else? What? Like maybe they've thought it's actually, you know what? It's the perfect spoilers for Campaign Two Critical Role, Essex, right? When they find out yeah. that Essex the the mole or like Essex being a traitor. Um yeah. that whole thing. Cause yeah. Yeah, because it takes everything that we saw before in a new light. Yes. Uh, and I love that it's also intercut. This flashback of Serena's intercut with Lily watching what yeah. occurred. Yeah. Uh, not so much the the fact that Lily's watching it. That's that's sucks to be for Lily. Mm. Uh, but more of the we're seeing two the same story from two different angles because the videotape won't lie. But it feels like when we see it in a different angle, it's Serena's memory of it. Mm. So I like how that's done. That was really quite clever. Yeah. Um, anyway, the it boils down to after Serena left, after Serena fucked Nate, she was like, oh God, I've ruined my best friend's life. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Already had plans with Georgina and decides, I'm just going to go see Georgina. Yeah. Sure, why not? And Georgina, as we know, was setting up a sex tape for, mm-hmm. to, for the threesome that they had planned gross. apparently. Uh, so gross. So this is peak 2007 it's like mm. this was the era of sex tapes making you famous kind of thing yeah um yeah for sure paris hilton being probably the best example kim kardashian who uh so it's georgina and some guy who we later learned to be peter mm-hmm. and serena apparently is just freaking out and is not into cokes and threesome right now cokes and threesomes no coke and threesomes right now because she's just done something silly that she immediately regrets yeah so she heads off to the bathroom just to kind of like chill and like calm down while georgina and and pete do coke yeah uh i'm just gonna say that um i like that lily kind of skips forward yeah. To the part where Serena shows up again. It's like, oh yeah. no, this is boring. I want to get to the sex. I'm like, yeah. Lily, no, no, you don't want to get You're to like, the sex. Keep watching, see what they say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like that the parent that's only there to watch their like their kid at the music recital. So as soon as their kid's yes. done, like starts to go backstage to pull them out to be like, oh, I'm not watching these other kids. I ain't got time yeah, for I, that. I got dinner reservations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was big Lily energy right then. Uh, anyway, she does fast forward to when Serena comes back into this, the shot and um, the guy's like, oh no, let's start making out and you're too hot so we're going to take your shirt off. And this is another element of that gratuitous, we're doing mm. it as like gritty and real and how p- bad it is that Serena's feeling this way and he's taking advantage of her. So don't yeah. fucking show it. There's an idea. Don't show it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Again, I think yeah, it was okay. of this time, though. Like, I remember a lot of shows of this time having this same... It was very edgy. Like, this would have been on the promos of, like, oh, you know, this is how we're, like, pushing boundaries. And, like, we want you oh, to yeah, be uncomfortable, sure. you know, that type yeah. of feeling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, and this is, speaking of uncomfortable, this is when Lily stops watching. Yeah. Uh, she she has had enough of this garbage. It's like, no. No stars. Uh, no reviews either. We're not, yeah. we're not watching it at all. But Serena does keep telling the others the story. And essentially she finally pushes Peter away and says, no, 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 let's do some more Coke first. That's probably a good idea. Trying to distract. Yeah, and has a glass of water. And as soon as he snorts the Coke, he starts to OD. Yeah. He's like, 
like shuddering and thrusting at the mouth. It's yeah. not great. Um, yeah. So I have no idea if it's panics. actually factual because, but I'll 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 take it from. I'm going to trust yeah. Gossip Girl. I'm going to trust them as well. I think um, it takes a little while longer if Pulp Fiction is to be believed, but oh. it's hard to tell. Again, let's just trust Gossip Girl in all yeah. things. Yeah. Because we could bring up how d- drugs work in D and D and role playing games, but let's not. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's let's, a dark. Let's just pretend that's, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, awesome. I'm I mean, I, I I have ways to make them fun, but I feel when a character is ODing for us on a show, yeah. that's not the time to talk about it. No. So um, we're not going to. And Serena panicking tries to call the paramedics as Georgina comes back in, and. Georgina's like, no, 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 we're just going to get out of here. We're just going to, we're going to flee. And this is where Georgina, that panic that I mentioned earlier, mm, mm. that her first response is to get the fuck out, yeah. then build the lie around it after later yeah. on. Yeah. Um, Serena, this is when the, the videotape gets knocked over and yeah. Georgina grabs the flash drive and gets out of there. So mm-hmm. Serena has the great idea to use Peter's phone to call 911. Yeah. Uh, and say, hey, she wants to actually help. this room. Yeah. yeah the the person on the other end is like miss we need your name it's like they don't actually <laughs> yeah. they don't need her name at all uh otherwise every time you called it like would be a massive problem yeah because you see witness an accident like cool we need your name as well it's like no you don't you need to get here yeah yeah other anyway, important things to that's do. just that's right uh, so Georgina apparently told them to split up. They'd meet up later and like figure it all out. But Serena goes back to see if she makes sure the paramedics get there. And she doesn't see paramedics. Well, she does sort of. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're wheeling. They're wheeling out his body. He's he dead. He died. Yeah. He died, Jill. Which makes sense now from the previous episode of Serena saying, "I killed a man." Yes. If only she was talking to Lily, and she could have said, "Mama." I killed a man. I killed a man. His life had just begun. Yeah. But now, now gone and thrown it all away. And Serena's plan after this was, cool, I'm just going to run as far as I can, call my mum and say, I've got to switch to boarding school wherever I am right now because yeah. I cannot face what just happened. Yeah. Which you can kind of uh, understand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's panicking as well. Yeah. She doesn't know what to do. Someone no. just died. Yeah. Speaking of someone just dying, she explains that Georgina has... I, I love that segue. Speaking of someone just dying, Georgina has this tape that has Peter dying on it mm. uh, and is using it to blackmail Serena into hanging out with her because that's apparently the greatest thing you can do mm. and just continue to party it up. But Serena's main problem is that Georgina will tell Dan about it. Mm. Now... Not the police, Mm-mm. because you know that's that wouldn't be an issue apparently. Not for the uh, Upper East Side. You don't think so? The she'd whole murder rap, manslaughter. No. no, she'd be fine. So the, the main problem is if Dan knows. Well, you know what? Dan is gossip girl. So <laughs> so if Dan finds out, this is a significant problem for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. That'd have been great. Anyway, I love this for, for D&D and just RPGs in general, that the party are getting blackmailed by their employer. 
Oh, like whoever gave them the quest. Yeah. That you they this is where you get to have an evil campaign without having the characters be evil. I kind of had this in my campaign that I play in, not the one I run, where we were hired by what essentially turned out to be the mob. Uh, but they were paying very well. Mob. Yeah, right. Hmm. And all we had to do was harvest these like uh energy came from these like crystals, like magic kind of energy. A bit like a um what's the white stone? Is it residuum? No, residuum? What's residuum. the yeah. white stone? Is that the white stone? Yeah, it's kind of that kind yeah. of ilk, right? Same same feel, but, you know, same, same, but different. Um, and anyway, we were totally down with it because we'd already had some of these crystals and used them to make magic weapons. We're like, yeah, they're sick. If we can, like, harvest more and give it to the mob, like, you know, harvest some crystals, mine them. Yeah. Sure, no stress, mob friend. And then we went into this mine and found out that they were sentient and we got real Ooh. icky about it. And then the mob boss was like, well... If you don't help me, I'm going to tell everyone that you're involved anyway. So you can have no crystals and a bad rap, or you can have money and crystals and just shut up. See, now I am interested. How did your dungeon master stop you just killing the mob boss? Uh, because they were very powerful. Okay. And they had and they yeah. had many minions. Yeah, um, that's that's a good way. You need to have like a super powerful person blackmailing yeah. the party. But we did, we did get one of their minions on our side. So we... Oh, nice. Yeah, in the battle, it was like kind of all the mob, all the like minions and the mob boss was magical and behind and had shields and stuff. And then eventually when the mob boss realized that they were slightly in danger or getting to be in danger, they just bamfed out. So we were just left with minions. As always. And then the very last minion, we pretty much felt bad. And then we're like, look, dude, turn over a new leaf, come work with us. And that's how we adopted uh, Antonio, the kobold, I think, or goblin. Hobgoblin? It's always a kobold or a goblin. Yeah, always, right? Always a always. kobold or a goblin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, and we love Antonio. He's great. Good. Yeah. I think it, it builds better stories. Mm. Because taking the rug out from under players, or I am a great believer in giving players agency, mm. but to an extent. It's like sometimes that agency needs to be overridden so the adventure happens. Yeah yeah like how they the, how they do the adventure is up to them yeah but the adventure needs to occur that's part of the contract that we have that we're playing a game that's part yeah. of the meta knowledge of it all yeah. so having them just go cool you you have to do this or your boss is going to kill you yeah is or ruin your life in some way yeah uh, is the amount of agency i'm willing to take away from them yeah no that's fair and this is why this is such a fun game because you can do stuff like yeah. that and it makes it interesting. Yeah. So the rehearsal dinner takes place. Uh, Serena arrives with Blair and Chuck in tow. Uh, thankfully, Blair's allowed to come along. And this is where Lily confronts Serena. Is this uh, the scene you were talking about yes. earlier? It's because I really thought, I really thought Lily was going to, because like after everything she's been through, I was like, Lily's going to mm. see that, like, her poor daughter has just been, like, you know, warnings for, for I guess, what this whole episode's about. But, like, she's going to see that her daughter's essentially being assaulted or, like, taken advantage of and be, like, protective. Yeah. But no, no, Lily's like, it's your fault for something you did a year ago. And you're like, yeah, you go what? You're falling back into what? bad habits and you've been so good. Yeah. So does Lily not know that this video is old? Is that the idea? Does she think it I happened think just, like... Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Because she's like, I saw the, the video that you, you and your little friends made. 
Yeah, but maid is past tense. Well, I guess it technically would be past. So does it she think this is where? Does, does she think this is why she didn't come home last night? Well, she can't have because if she didn't come home last night, how did the flash drive get in the drawer? Ah, true. Yeah, right. I don't know. I just I blame Lily. I don't blame the writing. I blame Lily. No, I blame Lily for that. I think this is in character with Lily because yeah. the last few episodes, Serena's been in a bit of a spiral. Like she has been hanging out with Georgina more. She's been freaked out about all the gifts that Georgina was saying. Yeah. Like this return of Georgina into her life, Serena feels like she's backsliding yeah. to Lily's perspective. Yeah. And I think she's like, oh, sometime in the last few weeks, Serena has, has this is what done Serena's this. Got up and to. she's, yeah, that she's fucking up her life again. Uh, but yeah, I don't okay. think it's ever really established. I don't think Lily, I don't think Lily finds out that the video is from a year ago. I don't think Serena says it. Well, they, maybe not in this interaction, but they must by the no, end. No, they because, figure it out later. I think yeah. Blair tells her, honestly. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, uh, anyway. yeah, yeah. She does, because, not to skip a few scenes, but Blair does mention your daughter's been holding onto a secret for Because I remember Blair says, a long, long time. And I was like, mm. a year? Yeah, Is a year really a long. long, long time? For a teenager, yeah. Oh, true. Oh, youth. Yeah. That's, that's fair. <laughs> What's that like, youth? Uh, mm. Anyway, Lily does say that she saw some of the video up until the, the tongue sticking down the throat part, mm. uh, but didn't see the... Well, she doesn't know about the, the death. So yeah. Serena seems almost relieved about that part that oh my god my mother doesn't know that i killed a man and mm. um but lily's like cool you get to go to reformatory school yeah because boarding school wasn't enough you get to go to military academy where yeah. they're gonna whip you into shape yeah uh and i feel that this is just a bad plan but all right yeah um so at the the gig the return to the 90s gig Rufus is still setting up with Lisa Loeb, who mm-hmm. was just randomly in this episode. <laughs> I love that. Not really explained, just, hey, here's a band from the 90s. It's Lisa yeah, Loeb, that everybody. we could afford and was available and would do this. Yeah. And it, it tracks. Like, Lisa yeah. Loeb is huge. I'm impressed that I reckon, like, he just said, hey, this is Lisa. I'm like, hey, it's Lisa Loeb. <laughs> I don't know music. I don't know what singers look like. You're one up from me. You didn't even know she was a singer. You thought she was just some random I, actor, didn't you, Mick? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Until I did research previously, but go for it. This this episode is, or this scene is to show that the wheels are starting to come off uh, Georgina's lies because mm. some random girl in the crowd's like, hey, Georgina, hi, 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 I know you was Georgina. And yeah. Dan's like, um, what? what's to do with that? Oh, I guess they must think you're someone else. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty so, much it. That's random. Yeah, that's that's so weird. Uh, back at the wedding rehearsal, Blair comes to Lily and is just like, "Don't send my friend away. Don't don't fucking send her away. I need her." Yeah. And I love this. I know yeah. I say that a lot, but Blair is addressing Lily as an equal. Yeah. In this. Yeah. But I think she sees this like that's how this society works. Like that's what these that's why these kids can run free because like mm. now that they are essentially like post weaning they have to be adults they're all little adults like that's true so of course you don't talk to them like equals well i think this is a step for blair because through so far in this season we have seen her be a child pretending to be an adult or trying Mm -hmm. to be an adult and not making it and that's where all of blair's problems have come from yeah that she doesn't quite live up Mm. to the serena of it all who serena who's seen some shit and 
acts like a child even though she's an adult yeah whereas blair's the other way around and this is finally where blair admits weakness to someone yeah uh and just says i need her yeah and i don't know what to do yeah i don't know how to i've done what i can she needs mum. she needs you now yeah lily start doing your job yeah and then kind of reveals the the whole thing about it Mm. which yeah this is i feel this is an underrated moment for blair yeah it's great character development yeah well done blair uh and nate love you nate just wandering along the street calling vanessa being like oh i'm gonna be 10 minutes late to the show even though it starts in like 20 minutes uh because i'm taking the subway like a regular person he's getting in touch with his everyman oh i love him he's so great he's just wandering around casually and she's like oh that's cool sarah's here he's like sarah what no wait no that's bad that's georgina in disguise (gasps) and basically just spews it all out and is like don't you understand she's actually a person called georgina and like you can't trust anything she says because serena told us all this stuff it's like this is a lot of information to drop on vanessa in 30 seconds yeah yeah and vanessa but then vanessa's like okay Okay, I believe you, Nate. And you're like, oh. also that you'll be here in like twenty minutes, so yeah. I'll explain that. Okay, yeah. cool. I I trust you, Nate. Yeah. I mean, Nate's trustworthy. Nate yeah, he lie. is. And um, back at the rehearsal, Chuck gives Lily a note, just like this is the address you asked for, stepmother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> stepmother. I it's know, okay. But... It's okay. Step stepmother. That's, I would say stepmother's probably technically worse, but sure. Yeah, so much worse. Anyway, Nate has Nate calls Blair and is like, I know where Georgina is. And mm-hmm. I love that there's a little bit of a moment. There's like a good 10, 15 seconds of Nate and Blair snarking like, oh, Vanessa, I see. I, you're hanging out with Vanessa, are you? Well, not any of your business, but we're actually dating. It's like, yeah. Nate, priorities. Yeah, yeah. Priorities, Nate. Oh, you have, you have things this to do. Like... No, no, no. We're going to deal with our relationship stuff first. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Anyway, uh, he knows where Georgina is. And Blair has a plot. Blair has plans. <laughs> She's got ideas. As she always does. As she should. Uh, she's going to go to deal with it, basically. But Lily is taking Serena away. Mm-hmm. She needs to, to do this right now. Yep. During the rehearsal dinner. Yep. Bart is is less than pleased. Mm, mm. Uh, I love that every time Lily's like, I need to do a thing. Bart's like, well, I can come and help. And I'm pretty sure that he means I'm going to come and whatever you need done, I'm going to shoot them in the head. That's what I do. <laughs> I deal with people by shooting them in the head. He's like he a does give off, mob boss. He does give off mob boss vibes. Absolutely. Right? Like I can't, I can't fight it. He definitely gives off but, mob boss vibes. I'm no longer on uh, Bart Bass Good Dad train, but I am certainly on Bart Bass Mob Boss train. (laughs) Yeah. So they leave and Blair heads off too. She's like, hey, Chuck, do you want to come like start some shit up and destroy Georgina? Let's go. And I love the little Uh, moment between them. You see the little sparks like, again, you're like, yes, yes. Yes. So unhealthy, but sure. And Lily is taking Serena to the place where Pete grew up and um, where his parents still live. Yeah. And gives her a nice little speech 
about the way you get through things like that. Mm. Which I honestly yeah. didn't write down. I didn't pay attention. No, it was it was I'm... it was nice. But also like where did Chuck get this address from? Oh, Chuck knows everything. Yeah. But I feel that cool um I feel that Peter was like a friend of Georgina's and would probably have been a friend with them a little bit older. So Chuck uh, probably would have been okay, in circles okay. with him. Okay. And she's just asking for the parents' address. It's like, yeah, Chuck can probably find that out pretty easily. Okay. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. But he just called one of his drug deals. Like, hey, you know that Pete guy who died a couple of years back? Do you know where his parents live? Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was just thinking. Because then I was like, but then the fact that Lily's like just cool with it. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Well, Lily kind of explains a little bit later why she's cool with it. Yeah, true. But true, we'll, true, we'll true. Get we'll get soon. to that, yeah. We'll get there soon. So at the concert, um, Georgina runs into Vanessa before mm. it starts. And Vanessa's just like, do you have anything to tell me, Georgina? It's like, Whoa. great. Um, way to be stealth, Vanessa. Yeah. Uh, and again, Vanessa, not great at lying, but mm. Georgina's even worse. And she's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Panic, panic stations, run off. Yeah. <laughs> she used to be better at this. I swear. Well, it's because her, her anyway, plans are does... falling apart. She's not used to things um, yeah. falling apart on her. Yeah. She does make a good villain that way. Mm, mm, mm. It's like as soon as the plan falls apart, it's like, no, no, I kill everyone. Oh, wait, that's probably yeah. a bad plan. Yeah. Okay, I flee. And then I kill everyone. Yeah. And her, she does a Serena exit which I like. Um, we know where she gets it. Serena gets it from now. I like that that's what it's just Dan, now referred to as the Serena exit. It is. Which is just the, the storm the off. The flaunts off. The storm off. That's the Serena exit. Uh, so Dan wanders over and Vanessa's all like, so Georgina's probably, or Sarah's probably Georgina because Nate told me so. Um, and Dan's like, why would she lie? I've got no reason to disbelieve her. She seems so lovely and broken. And I just need to, just, yes. I just need to fix her. I, Gossip Girl, don't understand why anyone would not tell the truth about who they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, Vanessa, I love that Vanessa's also like, cool, you stay here, I've got to go work, but don't go anywhere. And Dan immediately goes, great, I'm going to walk away. Yeah. Oh, what's that? You want me to stay? I'm just going to go away. <laughs> Elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, how, that's how I roll. And he basically wanders around the corner and finds Georgina just sitting there, tear-soaked, like um, and like it had the fact that she's like sitting like down like she looks so like oh, oh, i'm so weak and little she's like in a corner and you're like oh you stand up you suck don't you act do you think do you think this is an act or is this her just kind of regathering before she like strikes i back? think my my prediction right is that i think it was her like honestly freaking out and then she sees dan and then in that like we said about her improbabilities and then she kind of like yeah looks at her body language and goes, all right, I'm going to be the victim here. And then he's going to like, you know, I, I need to own that, that this isn't my name. What's a way that I can make it sound like, you know, which we, we find out. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fully, fully believe that. That's exactly how it went. Yeah. But she was just like, cool, Dan's not around, so he's not going to find me. Oh, shit, Dan's found me. Cool. Uh, just spring into action. Yeah. Think of my feet. Yeah. Which apparently Dan's she can with Vanessa. Yeah, maybe she's just not great at dealing with women when she's not in a place of power. Guys oh. she can handle, but women not so much. I like it. Which is why she's always, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that tracks. 
so post Lily and Serena leaving Peter's house, um, Serena's still not okay. No. And Lily kind of absolves her of the the guilt, saying Peter was an addict for ten years before you you were there before he died. It's like you you're not going to convince him to stop taking drugs. Honestly, the state that Serena was in, she wasn't trying to stop him taking drugs. She no. told him to take drugs. Yeah. And she says that with this great line. I'm the one that gave him the line that killed him. Serena, those were his drugs, okay? If you hadn't given them to him, he would have taken them himself. It's like, how is that not a meme? What you say? Oh, that you wanna be, babe. I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> what you say? Okay, now we're gonna get sued if we keep singing. <laughs> Lily's line after it is even better. Just, those were his drugs. He was going to take them what at any point. What kind of drugs? What kind of money? Oh, it's like... just. But I love that that's enough for Serena to go, Oh, you're right. Hug. I feel better. Because that's how guilt and therapy works. When you're... Like, oh. Yeah. I'm... I'm I'm being a bit mean on that one. Like Lily does also apologize and say I misjudged you, my daughter, and you are very strong and you're doing great things and all that kind of stuff. Blah blah. So blah. yeah, you know, family stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the hug. Yeah. And Lily's like or Serena's like, I, I just need your help with one more thing. I just need to go see Dan. I'm ready to tell him the truth now. Good on you, buddy. So that's gonna go well. Yeah. Great. So glad that you could tell everyone else in your life before Dan. That's because she I'm cares I'm sure he about will Nan. feel very special. She, he cares, she cares about Dan the most. That's right. She cares about his opinion of her because he's very judgmental. <laughs> and back at the performance, we get uh, Lisa Loeb performing. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you remember this song? No. I, oh, did, I didn't recognise it. Oh, I love it. I love Stay by, by Lisa Loeb. It was amazing. Back in the day. You know what? We'll tell stories about that another time. Back in the, in the really? 90s when I actually listened to a lot of this music. I love this song. Uh, <laughs> but we don't get to hear it because we've got to hear this little conversation with Dan and Georgina, <laughs> which I'm bored by. I was sitting there singing along with Lisa and like, no, 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 no. We got to and hear And you got Georgina rudely talk. interrupted. That's right. We could have cut so many scenes from this so we could have had a full, full song. Full song. Just saying when One Tree Hill had um, had Cheryl Crow on, they had the whole song. Oh, just did Bono so. sing with Cheryl Crow? That's cool. That's like a really yeah. interesting crossover. Yeah, it was a duet. It was cool. Yeah, it was really rad. good. Yeah. They never released the album. I didn't album. know that. It was, it was only on the show. It wasn't on the One Tree Hill no, album. It was, only, it was only on a show. No, no, it wasn't oh, the album. Okay. Um, that's a shame. Anyway, so awesome. Georgina has revealed the truth as she sees it, which apparently is she didn't give her real name because there was a violent ex involved and he broke That's into her car. Always a stalker. There always is, there a always stalker. Is. And that it's just so great that Dan's here for her and able to help her so much and she's falling for him. And my first thought is Dan should be so fucking suspicious of this. But he's so heartbroken and hurt. He just wants someone to love him. And no, he's like... I, I'm on, I I'm believe Dan's like whole hero white knight thing. Because mm. that's what he does. Yeah. When Georgina, Sarah, is all yeah. like, I'm falling for you. That should immediately be suspicious. Because no one falls for Dan Humphrey that fast. 
reckon he's not got a little bit of confidence now since he's been dating Serena Vanderwoodson for like ages? No. Do you reckon no, he by now he's like immediately? Maybe. Fair. Maybe like sixteen years go by and no one is interested in Dan. Yeah, but now he's been and dating suddenly Serena. three got... women. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Like unless the, unless the Humphrey gene kicks in at sixteen, <laughs> he should. Dan should be immediately sus about any woman who's like, Dan, I'm in love with you. Like, no, no, what's going on here? Why are you trying to sell me something? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Dan's like, maybe we should go elsewhere to talk about this mm. uh, and get some fresh Which air. Which she loves. And of course, oh, she's, she's fully on board with this because she's taking him away from seeing Rufus's performance. Mm-hmm. <gasps> So How he's going to miss his dad's, dad's special. Oh, no. Poor Rufus. He's waited Not 10 cool. years for this. He has. He really has. I mean, Dan's all like, we'll just see it on YouTube forever after this, which is just kind of a shout out. Hey, look, YouTube exists, everyone. <laughs> you know you know, Gossip Girl will be a vlogger now and would have a YouTube Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we get a Lincoln Hawk performance. Mm-hmm. How great okay. was the Lincoln Hawk performance? Is it Rufus singing? I couldn't yes, find a definitive is. answer. It is? Have I you... looked this up. Matthew <gasps> Settle is a performer. He got his debut on Broadway in Chicago. Oh. Uh, he was actually playing Billy Flynn doing the old Razzle Dazzle. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I'm impressed. Impressed that I looked it up? Both impressed that you looked it up and impressed that, that that's who he is, that he is actually. Yeah, I think I was I was unsure. I wanted to believe it, but I wasn't convinced. I assume that the rest of the band is the um, the band mentioned in the very first live of Google you did on this show. Yes, to find yes, out yes, yeah. It was a real band or not? Yeah. Uh, but I think that Rufus, yeah, they got him. They got Matthew Settle to to sing this. Amazing. I believe that he is a musician originally, okay. or at least a singer. Uh, I, I learned a lot about Matthew Settle in my quick little Google while I was watching the show, not while I was recording this episode. Yeah, sure. Uh, just, just as a, an FYI for me, as we reach the end of the season. <laughs> I think I've shown you the power of the live Google. I'm just saying. That's true. What did you think of the song? I look. It's catchy. It's very cute. Is it? It's like, and oh, then I, I love, and I love it. I love it when oh, have we got to the part where where someone walks in? Can I? Can I? No, no, we'll get through the, we'll, we'll wrap up. There's not too much more to go, Yeah, thankfully. Uh, so everyone arrives. Vanessa shows, or Vanessa's already there. Um, Nate arrives, Blair arrives, Chuck arrives, and they're all like, hey, what are you doing here? You don't like each other. Why did, Vanessa's like, why did you bring those two people you hate on our date? And mm. then basically says, you know what? Let's go look for Dan, because he was supposed to wait here and he's vanished. Great, yeah. they wander off. Yeah. Then Serena arrives and it's like, I feel all better now. How wonderful is that? Uh, and says, I need to go find Dan. So Serena and Blair wander off to find Dan. And Chuck is there at this party all by himself. Yeah. So glad that he got to come. Yeah. And then we get to to what you were talking about, where Lily is about to call Bart. Basically mm-hmm. just say, hey, this is where I am, I'm assuming. But then she hears Rufus oh. playing. And, she's, and she has to go and watch. Oh, because she's brought back to those times where she would be, you know, down the front taking photos. And then mm-hmm. he catches her 
And then they, he has this thing where he starts singing the lines about how you've got a piece of me and looking at her and she's looking at him and you're like, ah. Oh, they are eye-fucking. They are eye-fucking hard. Yeah, it's very cute. But then she turns away and starts to leave. And I was like, is this, is this the end? Is this their farewell? Like, is this where she's like, I understand now. I used to, this was a part of me that now I can leave behind. Mm. It's like, is this the end of the Lily Rufus story? Sad. The Rufili? What are we going to Rufili? Rufili? Really? Yeah. Lilfus? Lilfus. I like Lilfus. Yeah. Lilfus. I'm going to use Lilfus. that actually as an NPC name later on. Lilfus. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, but that's not what happens because no. the song ends and Rufus is like, cool, song end by Lisa Loeb and yeah. runs after Lily, catches her outside and just stands in her way until she makes out with him. Pretty much. Move yeah. out of the way, Rufus. No. No. But there's it, like, she doesn't really want him to move out of the way. Yeah. That's what Lily should be doing, making out with some random ex-boyfriend on the day of her wedding rehearsal. Ooh, maybe not. <laughs> It'll be fine. Well, we just I'm, call sure Bart instead. I'm sure it's all works out fine. Rufus is definitely not going to end up in the Hudson with cement shoes. Uh, looking for, um, looking for Dan, looking just basically, they're just wandering through the seats. It seems like, mm. or maybe the, the concert's over and they're trying to find him, but Serena gets a call from Dan, but it's not from Dan. It's from Georgina. I was going to say Sarah, because, but yeah, this is Georgina. I know, I nearly said, I nearly said Sarah as well. Too many fake names. Too many fake names. And basically says, oh, cool, so the secret's out. I'm not scared of you anymore, uh, yeah. Georgina. Georgina's like, you should be. Because I'm going to bone your boyfriend. Yes. That's, a set, like, what is it, the line? You shouldn't be afraid of what I, who, who I, who I tell, but who I do. Yeah, it's something along those lines. Or something, something horrible like that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's great. I, I love Serena's expression. It's like, oh no, we must save Dan from having sex. Yeah. Oh no, Get Dan, the, the pure way. virgin child. <laughs> he's oh, not ready. Just, he's not ready for sex yet. I nearly broke him the first time. Yeah. Oh, it's just... It's, it feels very much like Dan's purity is yeah. the problem here, rather than the fact that they're a couple. Maybe that's just just my my interpretation of it. Uh, but then Georgina kind of kicks Dan's phone battery away because she borrowed it to claim to talk to her mother, who yes. is glad that that she's found someone she can confide in. Mm. All all unusual stuff, and Georgina makes the move. And kisses Dan, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not sure." Okay, kiss her back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then we get a um, a Gossip Girl voiceover. Yeah, Gossip Girl, as you recall, Dan Humphrey himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew you were going to bring this up, but yes, go on. He basically telling Serena off and being like, "Oh, sweet dreams, Serena. Like you don't know who you're going to meet or do in the big city." It's like fuck you dan like really fuck you i know you're mad at serena but wow but that's I feel some like bit this of is, shit yeah but this is i think this is again written post the event and then because he that makes it worse oh, does it 
Yeah. It's just him getting it out of his system. Well, I guess. I guess. Like, I, I don't know what happens in future episodes, but I feel this whole thing kind of gets explained between them. Like, what actually happened. Mm. And for Dan to still hold on to that incredibly negative feeling, like negative emotion about it, to write that as Gossip Girl later on, it's like, dude. Yeah, I mean, we know that Dan hasn't got healthy coping mechanisms. Like, that's not a surprise. That's true. Should we play his jingle? Should we chuck his jingle Yeah, 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 absolutely. If people, because that'll make people love him more. Sure. (laughs) Let me tell you a bit about a guy called Dan. Got a crush on Serena Vanderwood saying Still he'll spread rumors about it any way he can Oh, that's right, he's Gossip Girl well, Don't know if you heard, but Danny is poor He hangs around the rich kids, sometimes sucks him in the jaw But that ain't enough, so he calls one a whore Oh, that's right, he's Gossip Girl Dan is a nice guy, wouldn't hurt a dove, but he gets real mean when push comes to shove. He's a borderline sociopath, but he does it for love. That's right, he's Gossip Girl. That's right, Dan, he's a Gossip Girl. But that's the episode. That's uh, the entire episode. That's everything that happened in this this one. And we're leading into the finale, which I'm guessing is called oh. uh, Much I Do About Nothing. Because there's and a wedding! Be... <laughs> I'm so excited. I love weddings. We're going to have a lot to talk about for that one. Oh, then. my gosh, uh, so much. The amount of wedding stuff for, for D&D and RPG oh. games. Uh, but there is one last thing that we do on this podcast um, before the end, which is... Pick a character from the TV show that we just, or the mm-hmm. episode we just watched, uh, and turn them into a PC or NPC. And we've had some interesting ones through the season so far. Mm-hmm. We've had a couch, we've mm-hmm. had a jacket, mm-hmm. uh, we've had Blair every single week. Mm-hmm. But I would like to know, Meek, who mm. you have chosen for this episode. Well, it's the penultimate week, right? So if there's ever a time to go big, it's now, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go big. And I'm going for a PC, first of all, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm going for none other than Miss Serena Vanderwoodson. <gasps> because oh. I think as a playable character, this is the perfect example of like when you write a backstory, right? Like we all write edgelord mm-hmm. backstories where we've all killed someone in our past. Oh, yeah. And so this is like that story where like your arc is being addressed by the DM and you're having that closure. And then now you keep going with your story, but then it transfers over to someone else's arc. Yes, I love that actually. Yeah, yeah. That she's she's leveling up. This is her yeah. milestone. Yeah, to, essentially. To wrap up her, her story. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. thought this whole time that she killed someone, but it turns out she actually didn't. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's confronting the past. Like you would have RP'd her with like Pete's parents and you mm-hmm. know, that would have been a whole encounter. I am wondering with this. Uh, would it be a situation where she's just got in her past, oh, I killed someone? Or like when you're creating her as the PC, just, oh, I killed someone. And the dungeon master or the gossip girl in this case <laughs> has come and said, hey, this is what actually happened. Let's role play that out. 
like giving her that reveal at the table rather than having it planned. I thought I killed someone, but I didn't really. And I want to work through that. Just yeah. having that guilt and having her act that certain way of, I have been a, I, I committed manslaughter just to. Well, I think that depends on the player and the DM, right? Like I know as yeah. a DM, I, I like to get kind of, firm stuff like I love when players give me like names and stuff and then I can kind of and then I will play around with so if they, even if they give me something very specific I'll still play around with it but I know some DMs prefer that that you just give them something ambiguous and then mm. you know and maybe some DMs just prefer not getting a character backstory at all maybe that's what they really really like when their players don't give them anything after they promised it for like three weeks I don't know what you're referring to <laughs> I'm certainly not not um <laughs> still waiting on an email from you in that regard i am i'm thinking now what do i prefer as a game master mm. like do i prefer that firm yeah. backstory of this is all the things that happen and these are the names of the people or do i prefer like the vagueness i'm thinking particularly of critical role mm. with legends of vox machina finishing and a lot of the uh, interviews there talking about the briarwood arc mm. like talos and jaffe like his character is central to that but he didn't know any of that stuff was coming yeah. He just kind of had, I'm from a noble family that was, you know, all slaughtered and I'm the only survivor and yeah. this is the name of the people who did it yeah. kind of thing. And that's, I'm on a quest for vengeance. And the rest of it was the dungeon master kind of going, cool, here's what happened. Mm. Part of me wants, part of me prefers that because it makes it more collaborative. Mm. It gives me a chance as a game master to kind of add to their story. But another part of me is super anxious that the other player won't enjoy the story I've come up for them. Mm that I, that halfway through they're going to go, I didn't really see it like that. I'm not sure I'm enjoying this as much but anymore. I think as a, as a player, to, to counter that, because this is what's happened with me in a game, is that as a player I gave a uh, ambiguous where, like, there was, like, a, a lover, a past lover, and the idea was my character was running away because my character assumed that that past lover had died or been arrested or something terrible had happened due to their actions. Um, and in my head, like, that's just what I'd assumed, but it was kind of like, she doesn't know. That's why she's running away. She's never gone back, never found out, blah, blah, blah. And now I found out that the guy's totally still enamored with her, uh, very much oh. alive. And it's like, not at all in my head when I was like, I'd always picture that I'd run into some group of bandits and it'd be this person ready to like fight and take them down. Cause you know, vengeance, but no, it's the yeah. exact opposite. And it's fucking amazing. Okay. Um, I guess that works. And it's not I, at all I just... what I envisioned, but I'm I'm here for it. I trust the DM, and I am committed. Yeah, I wonder if it's just that validation of story, just the yeah. the recognition of the story that you are telling, and we don't know where it's going to go. That you can't have it planned out. Yeah, there's that honestly this is just how the world operates. Nothing sweeter as a player than a character from your backstory appearing in game unexpectedly yeah do you know what i mean like when you're yeah. not that's oh it's like the best D crack maybe i shouldn't <laughs> say that it's like it's like the best D sugar what what's crack i don't i don't know crack <laughs> in the irish sense where it's a good time yeah, yeah exactly crack. that's crack. what i meant crack the crack yeah. it's the crack yeah it's the crack it's the cake uh i have one other thing to bring up with that whole bringing mpcs I have, with one group, actually said what you think was your backstory didn't happen. Oh. That as a child, you had modified memory cast on you and oh. they wiped characters from existence. 
That's so cool. you think you're an only child, but actually you have siblings who are really fucking pissed that you disappeared without a trace. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and they, the player really enjoyed it. But it, going in, I was super nervous. I'm like, I'm just changing your backstory entirely. And I did not ask you if that was okay. Yeah. But I need it for certain things to happen. But this is like a, a relationship that you, I think you an a, a invisible contract you sign going into these games, right? Especially if you're someone that wants to invest in the RP, is you just trust the DM full stop. Yeah. yeah. And this is why session zeros are so important. Story. It's why finding the right party is so important, et cetera, et cetera. All these fabulous things we've already spoken about many times over. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely, um, this extended conversation about backstories is not because I don't have a character uh, from this episode that I wanted to make. I have a very good character. It's yes. not Dorota. Uh, no. I'm saving Dorota. <laughs> and it is, in fact, uh, the one and only Lisa Loeb. Oh! <laughs> uh, suggested by me earlier. I love it. When I'm... I did not have a character to pick. If you picked Dorota, I would have been a lot of, It would have been great. But no, no, I'm picking Lisa Loeb because actually, the more I thought about it, the more I really enjoyed this idea because... One thing I really enjoy in D&D is bringing up references to our world and bad puns. And mm. as a player character, I would basically go, cool. So my bard is basically Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Like all the songs that they would sing, all the references yes. would be references to their songs. Amazing. I'd make the appearance kind of like that. It's Perfect. wacky and gonzo, as our friend Ben Byrne um, tells <laughs> us all the time. And he would hate it, which yeah. is why I don't tell him when I do these things in his games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's really fun for me. And it doesn't have to be a bard. It can just be, hey, I want to make, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a great fighter from history. I want to make Odysseus. I want to make Achilles. Yeah. yeah. And I'll make them a fighter and build the character that way. Or I might want to make an NPC in that regard, where it's just like, oh, there's a bard play. I've got a, a bard that I run in short little games, which is actually um, Billy Shakestaff or Billy <laughs> Shimmerstaff, which yeah. is basically just, it's, it's William Shakespeare. Yeah. But he's a dwarf and yeah. he, he hires the party to do stuff and he writes plays about it. And it's that kind of thing that you just go and bring someone real from history in and you give it to the players it. as a nice little, hey, look who you recognize right now. And that's who Lisa Loeb would be in this. Uh, I can't think of a cool little pun name, not like uh, Jeannie Barnes or um, what was it? Daryl Braithwaite? Yeah, Daryl Braithwaite. For Lisa Loeb? What's a like? Yeah, for Lisa Loeb, can we come up with one? Lisa mm. Loeb, if you're listening, please write in with your D and D name. What about? I don't. Th- I think. Le- oh, I was, I like elite, leak, like a like a lich. Lisa Lich. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, we'll come up with something. Uh, listeners, listeners, write in. Uh, email address is dndntvpod at gmail.com or you can reach us on Twitter which is at dndntvpod uh, same for Instagram but Meek's on Instagram as well uh, and other places if you want to hassle her about names and puns because yeah. you love puns don't I you? freaking live for puns I have a whole cow pun themed game that I adore um, but yes you can absolutely find me at blushing underscore bard uh, on the instas uh, that's really it. I was I was tweeting Wordles and now falling off the Wordle bandwagon. So oh, you didn't see my Wordle from I from I did I I just Wordle. I I haven't liked it, but I did see it because I was I may have accidentally scrolled through my Twitter. If you enjoyed this show, hmm. then please leave us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. I think you can review on Spotify now. You can certainly leave a rating, and hmm. that is a way to get us out to more listeners. Five stars is the way that the algorithm prefers it. 
Uh, but if you would tell your friends about us, if you've got fans that are into Gossip Girl, if you have fans that are into D&D and like to hear us waffle, that would be great. Tell your friends to listen. Uh, they've definitely got enough time to get through all these episodes that I'm dragging out even further with this little outro. But we would really appreciate it, as we appreciate you for listening to this episode. And thank you so much for that. Until next time, be kind to yourselves, stay safe, and may all your hits be crits.